This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. With all the press releases and letters coming out from farm groups in support of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, it can be hard to remember that there is a substantial agriculture voice opposed to the 12-country trade pact. The National Farmers Union remained steadfast in its opposition to the pact and announced yesterday that Representative Rick Nolan and NFU President Roger Johnson will lead a teleconference tomorrow to explain why they think TPP isn't as good as much of the ag sector believes. The group said yesterday, United States trade officials are promoting the Trans-Pacific Partnership as an export boon for agriculture. But the National Farmers Union continues to stand strong in their defense of the independent farmer and rancher who will see little benefit if Congress were to pass the trade agreement. The NFU is also expected to release a TPP letter tomorrow that will be signed by 160 food, farm, faith, and rural groups. And for the rebuttal... Darcy Vetter, the chief agriculture negotiator for the U.S. Trade Representative, reacted to NFU's plans by saying the group doesn't have much of an argument because the trade pact between the U.S., Japan, Canada, Mexico, Vietnam, Australia, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, Chile, Brunei, and Malaysia will result in increased exports in agriculture commodities and much more revenue for American farms, regardless of how big they are. In remarks to the North American agriculture journalist, Vetter said, family farmers, large farmers, whatever your scale may be, you're going to benefit if your commodity price is higher. Furthermore, Vetter told the gathering of farm reporters from around the country that she sees the lame duck session of Congress after the election in November as the best opportunity to get TPP passed by Congress. Beef and poultry will be tough issues to resolve with the EU. U.S. and EU negotiators are busy this week in New York City going over how far tariffs can be reduced as a part of the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, or TTIP. But getting increased access for U.S. beef exports to Europe and persuading the Europeans to accept the antimicrobial washes that U.S. chicken processors use to prevent contamination may be two of the most difficult tasks. Those are very difficult issues, Vetter said. We want to see increased predictable access for U.S. beef. We have a high-quality product to sell. Years ago, when we first had the case on hormone-treated beef against Europe, Europe was largely self-sufficient in that product. If you look at their population now, they're really in need of imports, and we'd like to fill that demand. On the poultry side, we really are unable to ship if they don't recognize our processing methods. And so seeing some recognition of those pathogen-reducing treatments is critical for us to be able to take advantage of any tariff cuts they might offer. Consumers are seeing relief on food prices. USDA has lowered its forecast for consumer food costs this year amid downward pressure on meat, poultry, and egg prices. In its monthly food price outlook, USDA economists are now projecting that food prices will be up just 1.5% to 2.5% this year. That's below the 20-year average inflation of 2.6%, and it's down from last month's forecast for this year of 2 to 3%. USDA says there could be further declines in food prices this year if oil prices remain low, which cuts production and transportation costs, and because of the strong U.S. dollar, which is discouraging U.S. exports. 
Egg prices fell by 5.8% from February to March and are expected to be down by as much as 10% this year over 2015 when Midwest poultry production was hard hit by the avian flu outbreak. Beef prices rose about 1% in March, but they're still down 5.1% from last year because of declining exports that have boosted domestic supplies. Port prices down 5.6% year over year. Troubling farm finance data from the Kansas City Fed. And more bad news for the farm sector, repayment rates of farm loans dropped in the first quarter of 2016, even as new bank loans to farmers remained strong. That according to a report published yesterday by the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. The report's authors said, quote, a driving factor was depressed prices. Large loans used to finance operating expenses remain the primary driver of demand for non-real estate loans, the report concluded. Although returns at agriculture banks generally remain strong, delinquency rates on farm loans ticked up and loan repayment rates dipped as persistently weak profit margins in the farm sector continued to intensify the challenge of maintaining adequate cash flow. Catfish is a big topic for Vilsack in Vietnam. Vietnam's Prime Minister and the Ministers of Agriculture, Trade and Commerce have all met with USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack to discuss the country's attempt to meet the USDA's food safety standards as the department takes over inspection authority for imports from the FDA. Secretary Vilsack told reporters yesterday in a teleconference that Vietnam has reached out for help, but the country will still be required to show that its food safety systems are generally equivalent to those of the U.S. They face a September 1, 2017 deadline to prove their case. Vilsack said they have recently provided to us a number of issues or areas that they think they will need technical assistance in, and we reached an agreement to provide help and assistance in all five of the areas they have identified. She said it, anything is possible, and that's our goal. Those are the words U.S. Trade Representative Chief Ag Negotiator Darcy Vetter spoke in response to a question of whether or not the U.S. and E.U. could wrap up TTIP negotiations this year. She did, however, stress that it would be up to the next presidential administration to get it through Congress. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 26th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.